What's your name? Who cares? Right. I care. What's your name? Right. Penny. Did you say Peggy? No. My name's Penny. Penny Pretty. It doesn't matter. It's not important. I just did. I just sponged up a little uh, too much fat 69. That's all. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason. I'm Red. And this week, we discuss the campy sci-fi romp about a space ant war starring a stacked cast, including Ellen Barkin, Peter Weller, John Lithgow, and Jeff Goldblum, with a title longer than the movie itself. It's 1984's The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. But first... Let's uh, let's get the news out of the way. What do you say? Sure. What do you got this week? Well, I have a couple of stories. First off, Upside, director Neil Berger, is going to be uh, on the Voyagers project. Cool. Yeah, he's set to direct the, the thing, this uh, show Voyagers. I'm not familiar with it, but it's got a pretty interesting spin to it. Apparently, it's telling the story of 30 children sent into space on a multi-generational mission to reach and populate a newly discovered planet. After the adult captain is mysteriously killed, the young crew de- descends into chaos. Lord of the Flies meets Stargate. I don't know. <laughs> reverting to a primitive tribal state, giving in to their most feral and animal desires. So, like I said, it's been done. Respect the, the pig. F- yes. Lord of the Flies, but we got spaceships. So, this could be a really cool thing, but we definitely have a decent director to it now. Um, that is courtesy of Variety. And then uh, I actually watched this film for the fun of it, and I came across it. There's an article... Here on Trailer Frenzy, talking about the new movie Io on Netflix. Cool. And Io is about uh, Earth is, uh, the atmosphere is going away. Atmosphere is going bye-bye, at least the oxygen, nitrogen that we enjoy. Being replaced with like some kind of ammonia issue. And pretty much everybody on the planet that was worth leaving, you know, surviving... And a few lucky stragglers that didn't wipe each other out and what one would presume was some kind of a purge thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's my loaf of bread. That's the last Twinkie. Um, there are pockets of high, higher altitude areas on the planet where there's still air. But um, everybody left on a ship that was originally designed to harvest uh, volcanic energy from uh, Io, the moon of Jupiter. Okay. And um, they've turned that into some kind of a lifeboat, little space station. And there's a single lady, all living on her own, and a guy shows up in a helium balloon. <laughs> and um, they start getting to know each other. And then he decides to. it's time for them to both go to the last little bit of uh, civilization on the planet where they're going to launch uh, a couple of more uh, little shuttles that they have left and uh rendezvous with this space station you know it's finally time to get off the earth right and uh it's all about how they're trying to get the supplies necessary together and decide you know is this what she really wants because she's pretty much grown up alone and uh and where are these shows debuting 
The, this show is on Netflix. Upside is yet to be put through. They just got the director signed on. Well, those sound, sound interesting. We'll have the links up on the website. Uh, and then I got go a little bit. Uh, one more. I actually got three stories. Oh, no. Yeah. I need to go outside Just and check to chill. see if the sky is falling. Chill. Gizmodo has a story here. Uh goes way back, but just something I thought I'd throw out there the way I complain about Disney. <laughs> uh, throws out that a lot of the people that were talking trash when The Last Jedi came out, uh-huh. uh, apparently a good percentage of them were uh, little Twitter bots. Oh, really? And some... Uh, appear to actually have been uh, based on accounts out of Russia. Oh, so the Russian Russian bot farms were trashing TLJ2? Yeah. Nice. In fact, um, let's see. Uh, they took uh, 967 tweets, and uh, the, this paper that's being referenced in the article it has not been through peer review at the time of the publishing of this particular news article, which is October last year, mm-hmm. uh, is at the Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. The professor, Morton Bay, looked at those 967 tweets, and he used sentiment analysis to sort the tweets as positive, negative, or neutral, and then he analyzed the accounts themselves. He found 50.9% of those tweeting negatively were like politically motivated or not even human. Okay. And then he further narrowed it down to 21.9% of the tweets, 206 were critical, including bots. That number boiled down to just 10.5% when the bot accounts were excluded. Then noted just 16 of the bot socket puppet troll accounts appeared to be linked to Russia. And (laughs) so, yeah, I mean, it looks like this was essentially the squeakiest wheel getting the oil. There were a lot more people enjoying the film that were just silent than the vocal minority that was out there making a big stink. I actually enjoyed the film. I know uh, I know some people that did not like the film at all. Um, no, and I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not just, just talking about you, but um, and uh, yes, and one particular person that I know uh, really, really hates the film and expresses his displeasure every chance he gets. But um, well, I mean, it's like there were parts of it I liked. I really got a kick out of the beginning. Uh, I didn't like that whole thing with the bombers that ticked me off yeah that was just just the science behind it and well, what, you know what they don't have any y wings left come on yeah um, so I'd, those are some big slow things but i got a kick out of the whole communication deal where he was pretending not to hear <laughs> that that admiral dude right, right. i thought that was righteous that was fun I could actually see that working, a little human psychology. I mean, some of the show I liked, but I've never... My, my issue is with the, uh, the guy with the, the, the weird lightsaber. Kylo Ren? Yeah, Han Solo's kid. Yeah, that's that's. Kylo. Yeah, I, I, I don't like how they're portraying his character, and I don't know. Sure. It's just, I, I don't. It's, it's the, that little girl just knows how to use a lightsaber like a pro right off the bat. He doesn't know how to do crap, and I, I just the lightsaber used to be such a big deal, and now just about anybody can just pick one up and kick butt. Yep, and you're right. I, I just, I yeah, some of your criticisms I agree with, and I, I definitely think that uh, TLJ was probably the weakest installment in this uh, in this trilogy because I think it probably deviated from what Abrams Who is TLJ? The Last Jedi. Oh, I thought it was like a director or a producer no, or something. No, no, no. It's, it's the acronym for The Last Jedi. Oh, that's an abbreviation. It's not an acronym. Oh, sorry. Just saying. We'll let it go this time. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got. I had three total stories. Now can I have my Scooby Snack? Yes, you yes, you may have your Scooby snack. Go ahead. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> God, thanks for crunching in my ear. Uh, it's bacon. <laughs> I did that one on purpose. Thank I know, you. I know. So I've got a couple of stories. So um the Ghostbusters teaser trailer has released. I didn't even realize there was a Ghostbusters 3 movie coming out. But yes, there is a Ghostbusters 3 teaser trailer out. 
Um, I read about it and then went to search for it so that I could find it. And trying to find this stupid trailer was a pain in the ass. I saw a reference to it, but I didn't even bother looking. The last Ghostbusters movie didn't really impress me. So Yeah, so th- this, I think, is a continuation of the original Ghostbusters series, uh, like oh, the okay. first two. Um, and the third one was kind of a reboot and kind of a... The one with the girls? Uh, yeah, parallel kind of story along with the originals. I'm not sure what they were aiming for there. I thought it was funny. Um, it got a little long, but I thought the I thought the last Ghostbusters movie with the, the all-female cast was, was good. I really liked Chris Hemsworth in it. He was hilarious. Oh, yeah. So stupid. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the Ghostbusters 3 trailer... Uh, is basically just, uh, you know, Ecto-1 as a barn find. Uh, if you can find that stupid trailer out there, it takes a little bit of searching because there's been some fan-made trailers back, dating back from like 2012 and probably before that purport to be a, a Ghostbusters 3 trailer that I looked at before and was like, this isn't, this can't be real. And then I looked at the date and realized, yeah, this, that, that was stupid. But <laughs> so you can find the, the Ghostbusters 3 teaser trailer out there. It's on YouTube. Uh, various various different channels have the, the official uh, teaser trailer out there. So go check that out. Uh, it's real short, but it does, it does tease Ghostbusters 3. My next news is on uh, is it basically about the original sci-fi story. Uh, Drunk History does a bit on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and how that came to be, and you can find uh, uh, you can find clips of that on uh, the intertubes. And now it is this is, the actual how it came to be. Well, I mean, so yeah, so Drunk History, the whole stick be- behind Drunk History is they get comedians and actors to research. Oh, they're funny, but I'm just wondering: are we talking about a chateau or a little castle and? Alps. Yeah, yeah. So they they cool. show the the uh, poets Mary Shelley, Perry Shelley, and and several other well known poets. Per- huh? Percy Percy Shelley. Shelley, not Perry. You're right, Percy Shelley. And Lord Byron. And Lord Byron, and there were a couple other well known poets of the time, and they were basically. I bet these people did not know we are educated. <laughs> we have histories with the knowledge. Yeah, or we fake it really well. Um, we do. So there were a bunch of poets and writers that got together just to kind of party in, in the Swiss Alps. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, they were fucking blotto. And yeah, it were. was during a really intense uh, storm. storm. Yeah. And they were telling basically scary stories to each other. And Mary Shelley mm-hmm. told a really scary story, and they they all basically said, you need to write yeah, that down. Yeah, they were made up on the fly yeah. is the thing. Yeah, they were made. I mean, these are creative fucking people. So, yeah, they're mm-hmm. made up on the fly. They said, that's a really good story. You need to write it down. And that's how Frankenstein came to be. But the bit is basically uh, drunk history shtick is they take a comedian or actor, they get them fucking drunk. And then they have before, you know, they've, they've researched the history behind this. And then they tell the tale while they're drunk. And mm-hmm. while they're telling the tale, they have uh, famous actors and comedians uh, basically lip sync and act mm-hmm. out the tale. Mm-hmm. And so Will Ferrell is, Frank, is the monster. Oh, I was gonna. T- I thought you were gonna tell me he was Mary Shelley. I'm no. like, yes, <laughs> no, yes. Evan Rachel Wood is actually Mary Shelley, and I think Seth Rogen. They they had some makeup on him, but I think it's Seth, Seth Rogen is Doctor Frankenstein. Um, I can see that. Yeah, and it's fucking hilarious. So definitely go out and check that out. Um, I'll post up the link of where I I found it. Um, uh, it's it's definitely worth a watch. And Drunk History is really fun too. So question answer how is drunk history and this anything to do with smoking and drinking in space a sci-fi podcast because this drunk history bit was about mary franken mary shelley's frankenstein which was the original science fiction story okay just check ah see i had a tie-in just checking. Fuck you very much. Because it sounds totally boss. It really does. However, I just wanted to make sure. Yes, there's a tie-in. Because I know what kind of a Will Ferrell junkie you are. <laughs> I like Will Ferrell. He's funny. I, I know I, you I do. I like, I, I like about one, half but... of his stuff. I like half of his stuff. 
actually like some of his uh he had a couple dramatic roles that he's done and i think those are really good too but shoot me a link to those i've never seen him do anything dramatic oh okay yeah sure because i can really see him being a, a hell of an actor i liked him i like him pretty much from elf forward oh elf is hilarious my i i poo-pooed elf for a long time and my wife finally made me watch it and yeah i was elf was great yeah. elf elf converted me <laughs> Because my kid wanted to watch it. I'm like, no, no, not Will Ferrell. Not the Saturday Night Live guy. And now I, I, I'm just, hey, if, if he's in it, I'm there. One of my favorite movies he has ever made. A lot of people panned. I loved Land of the Lost. Haven't seen it. Oh, it's cute. You should. Okay, so back by popular demand, we actually heard from some people, got some feedback, and once they found out that the uh, the pod crawl was retired, they uh, they bemoaned us to bring it back. So back by popular demand, we're gonna do the pod crawl. Are you ready for the oh, pod crawl? Yeah, I'm ready for the pod crawl. Let's, Give me that cleansing crawl. Well, let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. A brief pod crawl bio of Buckaroo Banzai paints him as an 80s era eight year old's fever dream. A brain surgeon rocket scientist rock and roller secret agent with his own comic book series, Buckaroo is a man who can jump straight from neurosurgery to test pilot in a literal blink of an eye. Joining him on his escapades is the OG cast from Entourage called the Hong Kong Cavaliers who probably neither come from Hong Kong nor are French Knights. The Buckaroo Boy Band is made up of other scientist rockers like Perfect Tommy, The Heartthrob, Reno Nevada, The Old One, Rawhide, The Bad Boy, and New Jersey, The Nerdy One. Buckaroo, with the help of senior stereotype Professor Hakita, has invented a supersonic rocket truck that has the ability to drive through mountains, because off-roading was so terribly boring. While phase shifting through the mountain using the flux capacitor Mark 1, Buckaroo bypasses the first seven dimensions and travels through the eighth picking up Slimer's fertilized face hugger egg along the way. However, an alien race called the Black Electroids have been monitoring his experiments and later reveal that they imprisoned the Red Electroids in the eighth dimension and his phase shifting allowed them to escape. They task him and his zany band of caricatures to stop the Red Electroids from using the Flux Overdriver to release the rest of the Reds otherwise they will start a nuclear war between the Soviet Union and America. Along the way, because every 80s movie needs an attractive female damsel in distress, Buckaroo meets a doppelganger of his former, not sure if she's dead or just divorced, wife literally named Pretty. Penny Pretty proceeds to move the plot along by getting captured and tortured, with the requisite strategic clothes ripping, showing off just enough skin to get away with a PG rating. Buckaroo and his merry misfits meander their way through various clues, including a holographic message explaining the second half of the movie from John Emdahl, Queen of the Black Electroids, and finally make it to the warehouse where the Reds, who were supposedly just released from the 8th Dimension days before, have already constructed a fully functioning ship using defense contract funds to phase their way back to the unimaginatively titled Planet 10. Through a series of fairly anticlimactic shootout scenes and some genital torture, Buckaroo and the Lost Boys, with the help of alien Jamaican John Parker, destroy the ship and avert thermonuclear disaster. Buckaroo plagiarizes Sleeping Beauty and Roll Boy Band full cast music video credits. <laughs> now, I thought her name was Penny, and he kept calling her Peggy. Her full name is Penny Pretty. P R I D D Y. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, Penny Pretty. Yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that runs rampant in this uh, in this movie is some of the punny names. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so what do you think of the movie? Well, the first thing I would like to do is on on behalf of myself and anybody else that actually lived and was a part of the 80s i want to apologize <laughs> for what oh my god well i have fond memories of the 80s and i remember when this movie came out i intentionally did not go because it was just to the rim with pop culture oh yeah i never liked 80s pop culture i thought it was a little heavy on the polymers, little, <laughs> little plastic. Right, right. And uh, this, it took me 
the better part of six hours to watch this film. Really? I kept taking breaks. I kept taking breaks. Nice. Yeah. This, so this this was tough. This was a tough one for me. Almost so, didn't finish it. Is this the first time you've ever seen it? Yes. Yes. So uh, this is the first time I've ever seen it all the way through. I've seen like two or three different clips over the years of it. And it's not something that from those clips I ever wanted to watch the movie. And I've heard, you know, just really bad things about this movie that it was stupid and campy and, and just poorly done. But I actually kind of like this movie after watching it. Oh no. <laughs> the whole thing about them just now there, there was a little bit of physics involved. Uh, no, there wasn't. There was a little bit of physics involved. There were no physics in this movie. They did make a statement that is true. What? They did make one statement that is true. What? That there is more space when you get down to the subatomic, there is more space than there is matter. I've had that told to me in a few lectures in college. Yeah, but... Uh... So there is that, but... Um, dude, they had a Ford Dooley truck <laughs> with a jet engine on it. Was that a Ford or was that a Chevy? That was a Ford. That was a Ford. Looked like to be a 350. <sighs> I couldn't. And I couldn't tell. So it looked like a Ford F three fifty that they had. It like made love to the Batmobile or something, and <laughs> that was its illegitimate offspring. <laughs> Which would make sense because back then, when they made the Batman movie, that was off of a Corvette, <laughs> Chevy, and Ford. That's what happens when you mix the parts. Right. Not recommended. Um, oh, that was a Ford three fifty. I just looked it up. You're right. I, th I like I said, it reminded me of a three fifty. But ow, um, the Harleys looked kind of cool. I like how the Harleys, you know. Yeah, but you could tell that Peter Weller is not a motorcycle rider. Did you rode did better you, than me? Well, but did you see him? I mean, you he, have you he ever started seen off, me ride a bike? No, but I well, don't think you've ever ridden one. No, so he's better than me, so I'm not going to judge. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, if, if you notice, he, he started off real slow, and then that turned. The last time I watched a movie, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say recently, that involved being able to, you know, if you get the vibrations right, you can just go right through matter, was The Men Who Stare at Goats. <laughs> that was a funny movie. It was a funny movie, but it's still the science and everything. Behind, oh, my God. No, there's no science. So that that's the whole thing is. Yeah. Once, I mean, once I read about this movie and that he's, you know, this this neurosurgeon, physicist, rock and roller, <sighs> you know, I mean, he's basically. Yeah. He's basically everything to. But every you do get to see Jeff Goldblum in furry chaps. That's true. That, a lot, a lot. There's there's Jeff Goldblum in furry chaps, brown and white cow spotted chaps, and a ten gallon hat, a big hat, a and big that dude's shirt. big enough he can wear a ten gallon hat. Oh yeah, and this was a tall cast. It was. These were tall people. I mean, Goldblum's like what six 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 seven. I don't know. I don't know that he's, he's taller that tall. than Clancy Brown. Yeah, Clancy Brown's a tall dude. Clancy's a beast. Love Clancy. And he's taller Brown. than and he's Clancy. So young in this. I know. I know. Well, Peter Weller was so young. I know. Peter Weller did some really neat documentaries on ancient, well, basically the ancient Mediterranean, and it was really kind of interesting. You know, he's talking about like Mesopotamia or Egypt or Byzantine. And he's got that, that kind of Yankee drawl thing going the way he talks, almost like he's a wise guy. Right. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. So, you know, you have to check IMDb or something to catch what those are. But uh, I've seen him in, in uh, class before. Uh, and he's good. He's good. It's interesting seeing Robocop talk about the Byzantines. But, um, no, the, the, the movie was, oh my God. And then you've got the, the, what were they again? Metroids? The Lectroids. Lectroids. 
all of the red electroids were portrayed by Caucasian actors and all of the black ones were by black actors. And then when they took human form, they were Rastafarian. Right. Yeah. You know, could they that? even make that movie today? Probably not. No. Oh my God. But I mean, this is just another long line of eighties movies that use just awful stereotypes. <sighs> I mean, the, the, the Japanese physicist was a humongous stereotype. I cringe. And the every actor, time he he's was on huge. The I know. And they, they told him to pull a, I mean, it's, it's not like he was doing, you know, like Pat Morita doing Miyagi. Right. With that heavy accent. He was doing I mean, a caricature of a heavy accent. The first time I ever saw him was in the movie Tora, Tora, Tora. He played the uh, uh, CAG of the Japanese attack force. So I think the actual set design and the art design on this movie was was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was made in the 80s. looked just like it. <laughs> it did. Um, the alien ship that was orbiting kind of confused me at first until it dawned on me that the two alien factions that were going against each other were basically just, you know, rival ant colonies. And mm -hmm. then it made sense what that alien ship looked like. Did you get that yeah. at all? Yeah. Now that you mention it, it fills in the gaps. They just poured some aluminum down an anthill. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a filled in anthill. And I was like, oh, my God, that ship is the weirdest, ugliest thing. Well, how did they come up with that? And then, yeah, it dawned on me. Oh, that's what the inside of an ant colony would look like. Now, this movie does have some major continuity problems and, and you know, script holes, plot holes. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, how did they, you know, within the, what, maybe two, three days from when the red... Uh, electro electroids were released, like come up with uh, red ants and black ants. Well, no, not only that, but they had a warehouse facility and an already budgeted defense contract to create this Air Force bomber that they were really just using to create their spaceship yeah. to escape back to planet 10. Well, do you think some of them survived from the 1937 broadcast? Well, but they, they weren't around in the 1937 broadcast, right? The the whole point... No, they were. They were. The, what they said was the actual invasion happened. They used their, their, their pheromones to brainwash Orson Welles so he'd come back on the air and say it was just a hoax. Yeah, but in her hologram, she said that they banished them to the eighth dimension, right? Right. So they were they were supposedly, you know, stuck in the eighth dimension and uh during that that uh overdrive experiment from the 30s where he like got stuck halfway into the wall which i propose so so one of the one of the scientists said he didn't go through the wall i propose he did go through the wall because he was halfway in it so i think that's a that's an inaccuracy there but well i wouldn't say through he got in <laughs> Yeah, um, and, and that's another thing. When he first started talking, Lithgow's character, I thought he was doing like a East European or Russian accent. No, I, I caught Italian. And then it got big time Italian for the rest of the film. Yeah, I kind of caught Italian. It vacillated. I, yeah, it was a little weird, but... Um, but yeah, the, the whole point was whenever he got stuck in the wall, that's when... Uh, they got through. That's no, that's when that one inhabited his body and, and made him go crazy. Uh, John, oh, what was that? Lithgow. Well, no, the the yeah, John Lithgow played him, but it was Lord John Warfin. Oh, yeah, inhabited, yeah. His, inhabited uh, Lizardo's body, which is kind of a, a weird name, too. Well, maybe he was using those pheromones to control other people so that they would build that facility so they can make the bomber. Maybe. I don't know. I, it's just, I don't know. Not, uh, we're, we're, oh, we're, trying to, we're trying to fill in plot holes. This, with, this, this movie was bad. But there was going to be another one. Oh, God. Did you see the end credits? Did you go uh, all no. the way through the end credits? No. Oh, Are on. you kidding me? If you had Are watched, you kidding me? If you had watched all the way through the end credits, you would have seen 
the adventures continue in Buckaroo, Buckaroo Banzai against the World Crime League. Well, I'm still waiting for History of the World Part 2 so I can see Hitler on ice and Jews in space, and that hasn't been thrown out yet. <laughs> Lord, the, the high Lord potentate Mel Brooks has yet to put that little gem together. Yeah, I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. You might be waiting It never a while. will, no. And Mel Brooks not. is getting more and more aged. May he live forever, but, you know. He is funny. But, yeah. So I went in, once I realized what this movie was all about, I went in just looking at it as kind of this comedic camp sci-fi thing. I didn't look at it in any kind of other critical way. And looking at it from that point of view, it is funny. It does have some funny moments. It's got some really, really questionable writing. Um, But I think the actors, the stacked cast that they... Uh, put into this movie and it probably wasn't even as stacked i'm sure a lot of these actors were just at the beginning of their career and weren't well known sure but i mean i think did an excellent job you know lifting this movie up from the muck from which it was written well i went into it hopeful (laughs) and during my watching this film, I too felt that they delivered their lines flawlessly. It was very well acted. I did not see anybody glancing at a cue card. I didn't see any boom mics popping their way into the scene. That said, that's where it stops. It was a chore for me to get through. I'm sure there is a a cult following of this film that Probably enjoys plastic. Um, I just, oh, no. <laughs> you just really I, I hated not, it that much? I, I'm not going to say hate. I wouldn't have finished it if I hated it. It it, may, it reminded me of some of the productions I went and saw when my kid was in elementary school. Uh-huh. And it's, it's just like, you know, I, I want to be supportive. Smile. Cue the smile. <laughs> I want to be supportive. <laughs> But I'm not going to say it's something that it's not, like, good. <laughs> well, so I think, it's, I think it's probably bordering on good. It's fair to good. I don't think it's a great movie by any stretch, but it's, it's a good I'm having trouble finding funny things to say on our podcast about it. It was so bad. I'm, 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 I'm really, I mean, I'm trying to think, man, what can I say that can be do over the top? Some, some hilarity. This will be funny. Ha ha ha. He, 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 and all this movie just, I did not like this movie at all. <laughs> Hopefully that will be enough of its own humor. It's like, damn, red's not even, yeah, I know. It's just, well, let's talk about some of the character names. Okay. Like Christopher Lloyd was in this movie. Yes, he was Boote. Boote, big booty. Booty. John um, Booty. You've got, you know, of course, Rawhide. Uh, the general that was uh, advising the president is called General Catbird. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've, uh, of course, got Penny Pretty. We've already discussed her. So, I mean, again, the writing's a little weak. They had names. They did have names, and they were kind of, you know, puns, plays on words. But I don't think, uh, I don't think it was horrible. What What exactly did you not like about it? It didn't get me. I didn't feel engaged. Okay. Um, I. uh, It didn't come across campy to me. Really? It came across like they were trying to make a serious sci-fi. Really? Yeah. That's that's, that's how it felt. It to me it felt I felt it felt awkward. I felt awkward for them. <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, "Oh my god. Uh ooh. You know, th- those were the emotions that I'm trying to to voice. Um it's just 
I mean, to me, campy, a good campy <laughs> sci-fi space invaders. Space Mars attacks. Is, Mars attacks is good. You know, that's campy. That's over the top. That's silly. Mars attacks is great. You don't think this is camp? I mean, a neurosurgeon. No, it does. The setup. If I were to be told this, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting, you know, outside some kind of, you know, cafe, you know, whatever. And you're pitching me a movie deal and you're, you're giving me the synopsis of this. It sounds like it could be really funny. Like this, this could be another Spaced Invaders or Mars Attacks. Um, but actually seeing it in production, it did not, they, I didn't see campy. I saw good actors mm-hmm. delivering their lines well. And it, it, uh, oh, <laughs> it just, the closest I saw to campy in this was when the two hunters found that, that, pod oh i loved the yeah hunters with shotguns trope that they had you know yeah that 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 was that was approaching it that almost played out exactly the same way as that outer limits episode that i watched yeah this that that if they had stuck with if they had stuck with that i mean they even had sergeant murtaugh from beverly hills cop i mean come on that was him minus the mustache Oh, was I did not recognize him at all. Yeah, that was Sergeant Murtaugh. Oh, I did not recognize him at all. Yeah, um, the <laughs> that was campy. Then then it was getting there. And I went, that's when when that when I saw the Rastafari. I'm like, seriously, Rastafarians coming out of this big dung looking thing, and the and you know in and one of the guys named and one of the hunters was Bubba. Oh my God, Bubba. <laughs> Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is this is this could be good. Maybe maybe it was okay. I just needed to give them some time. No, I didn't need to give them any time. They 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 started taking themselves seriously again, and that, that to me that was the sadness. They were taking themselves so seriously. I could yeah, that's a fair criticism. I can I can certainly see that. And so it was difficult for me to watch. Okay. Hey, I mean to each their I'm own. I'm sorry. I wished I could be funnier with it, but. Uh, I'm just, it's just not, not my cup of tea. No, I mean, it, it was this, this plot was like, you know, what you would imagine an eight year old would come up with if he were playing with a bunch of his toys. Right. That's, that's basically what this plot was. Um, yeah, I mean, really that's. All that I had. Do you have any other comments? I'm on this? sorry, dude. This is a short <laughs> podcast. I just it's gonna be short. <laughs> I just oh my god. Oh, so <sighs> did you did you notice one of the things that I wanted to touch on was please um, carry us through this. Carry us. You've only got 40 minutes to go. You got this. <laughs> so there were a couple of. I mean, there were several funny one-liners and some some imagery that was pretty funny. So one of the. Uh, one of the Hong Kong Cavaliers, of course, they're a band, right? One of the oh, Hong Kong Cavaliers was said. playing two saxophones at once. Yeah. I guess that shows his musical prowess. I like how Buckaroo Banzai went from, you know, riffing on a guitar to blowing on a, a bugle. No, that was yeah, a bugle. Well, bugle, whatever. Yeah, and then piano. Yeah, and then he did piano, which, I mean, a lot of musicians play piano. Sure. Um, Vat sixty nine whiskey that she was sipping during that scene that was uh, that was funny. I like how all of them were um, were, were packing heat. <laughs> yeah, but see, since they were already part of this thing, that didn't surprise me. You know, now if they had pulled out some outrageous weapons, I think that might have been funnier. Like, it would have been great, like, if somebody pulled out, like, if they had showed somebody pull out, like, you know, a little thirty-eight special, mm-hmm. and then somebody pulls out, like, a, you know, like a 9mm or, or a Smith & Wesson 40, right? And then maybe somebody pulls out an Uzi, and then another person were to pull out, you know, something outrageous, like an M60, and then have somebody else pull out, like, a pocket knife, you know? <laughs> so you're, you were the- looking for, you were looking for, like, um... Naked gun level camp. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay. Or like I said, Mars Attacks. This this was not that. Yeah, so you were looking for more like a sci-fi parody film. Something that just was making fun of other sci-fi and pop culture genres. Well, I know. No, I wasn't thinking making fun of a genre in per se. Like the, the example I just gave, I can't think of a single time anything like that happened in a particular genre. I was just, you know, something... I, I was expecting slapstick, more like, um, well, like Leslie Nielsen and Naked Gun, the genius behind that. Or... Um, or doing something like Galaxy Quest, where they're you know just railing and ha- hammering on something that so many people love, and they're being silly with it and and, and, and blowing up the caricatures. But th- this was just, it was what it was. It was a major disappointment to you, it seems. For me, yeah. I mean, this was this this movie was my invasion of Grenada. That's, <laughs> this was it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh let's head to awards, shall we? Okay. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I really feel like I'm letting the whole show down. I'm so sorry. All right, I who's just, got your got uh, nothing. Who's got your black loan? Um uh, <laughs> So you've done your homework, is what you're saying. I'm thinking. Um, I don't remember anybody smoking, per se. Um, uh, I'll go Doc Coddle. Doc Coddle? Okay, so... I'll, I'll go Doc Coddle. Honorary? Okay, that's fair enough. So my Black Lung Award is going to go to Buckaroo after his, uh, you know rocket ship through the mountain type thing the entire interior of that that truck was oh smoking. that's right it, it was smoking well most fords do that when you get the defroster on true true and when you drive them through a mountain they tend to do that yeah as well. i mean yeah they're ford tough but damn yeah there, there's only so much they can handle. i love that you put in the pod crawl though you know when off-roading gets boring <laughs> through roading that was funny that was a great pod crawl by the way well thank you um my uh, Head Lush Award is going to go to Penny Pretty for uh, just basically downing that fifth of whiskey that she had uh, okay. during the uh, during the band scene. What, what's what got your Head Lush? I'll go with her. Yeah, that was great. That that VAT 69 whiskey. Stands out in my mind. Probably probably some lower shelf whiskey if I had to if I had to guess. Well, apparently it's the kind of whiskey that after you drink it, your mascara gets fixed the next day in jail. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because she was looking pretty, pretty runny. It also, it's also the whiskey, the kind of whiskey that makes you want to shoot yourself. So, And see, that was funny. When she was about to blow her brains out and that waiter's butt knocked her arm, that was funny. That was you know, funny. I'm glad she missed, and that's when I thought something funny like that with all the guns coming out was going to be, but it wasn't. <laughs> they they had, they had opportunity for funny, and they're just like, no, 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 no. We have a message to send. <laughs> okay, I'll listen to your message. Oh. I still don't understand it when I heard it. Well, who's got your player? It's like, Dolphin talking to me message. Who's <laughs> got your player? Um, my player award. Um, I guess I'll put that through to uh, Buckaroo. Um, I I I thought it was again. It was going to be kind of cute, but they didn't really touch it when she said that you're, you're forgetting your little uh, thruster. He said, why don't you hold on to it for me for a little while? And and she's like, anytime. You know, I'm like, okay, here we go. They're going to go with that. And they didn't do it. They just so let they're, it go they're, limp. So the reason you're pissed off at the movie is because uh, they kept teasing you and you never got release. They never, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's like, every, the, periodically, it's like, dude, we're getting so close. They're going to do it. They're gonna, so oh, the movie blue-balled you. In humor. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I can I can see that th- there was potential, and they just didn't. 
kind of like this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never said this podcast has potential. Oh, okay. Good. (laughs) Shit. All right, so who gets your player? So my player is going to... giving it to Buck. My player is going to go to that uh, busboy in the hallway whenever they were chasing. He the, was talking to the waitress or the housekeeper. The, or whatever, yeah, the, yeah, the maid or the housekeeper. Yeah, he was he was more than talking. They were they were getting it on or just about. In fact, uh, he interrupted his his uh, his play just long enough to see who in the hell was running down the hall, and then they went back to their very intimate conversation. So you're telling me this movie was so intense and so great and you enjoyed it so thoroughly that you got to give it to a couple of uncredited extras. I thought that deserved a player award. Okay. (laughs) All right. Look, I said I enjoyed it for what it was, (laughs) which was not a great written film, but a decently acted film that had some... I remember in school when people wouldn't shut up about it, how they thought it was that This thing has a huge cult following, man. People love this film. And then there's some people that absolutely hate this film. I don't hate it. There'd have to be something... Hate is an emotion. (laughs) Hate is an emotion. You don't care about ha- it enough to hate it. I have an apathy for this movie. <laughs> it's it's just just get it off my shoe, and then like I'm still walking, and I can hear and feel a little bit of the stick to the bottom of that shoe. It's like I need to get this clean. Oh, I wouldn't call it hate. It's not a hate. Not a hate. No, because a hate means that they've done something wrong, you know. <laughs> you've, you've, you've besmirched something. You've altered how I view something that I care about. You've touched something that, that I honor and revere. No, they just kind of did their... <sighs> yeah. Just give them the $2 and get through the intersection as quick. Don't make eye contact. Just, oh, damn. You got to time that window coming up just right when you hit the intersection. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And continue. My purple hippo is going to go to uh, New Jersey, which was Jeff Goldblum's character. Uh, After huffing that gas from the you know vest invention that he made, so they could see the the aliens in their true form. Yeah. He uh, he huffed a little bit of it, looked at the alien, and it was like, "Ooh, I like this." Yeah. That that was disturbing. (laughs) Who's got your purple hippo? Um, I knew you were going to ask. This was coming. Yeah, because um, I ask it every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go with Lithgow when he first went partially through the wall. Oh, yeah, that's he, a good one. He came out, and he was a little bent. Yep, he, I he agree. He was a little bent. Agreed. I mean, so much so that it altered his pearly white teeth. I mean, there there was an actual physiological response to that little experiment so yeah we'll give him the purple hippo he was he was disturbed after that kind of like me (laughs) you are definitely disturbed well i don't know i'd say disturbed but definitely disappointed (laughs) i mean you say disturbed and i hear that's not exactly what do you hear again how's that go oh Okay. Can't quite do it. That's why I'm not in the band. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to pick our new movie. Buckaroo Banzai is no longer on the list. Thanks be to all that is holy. I am shuffling as we speak. You. Oh, another movie. Uh, what, wait a minute, though. A movie that takes itself seriously. Mm-hmm. That was dorky and fun. Mm-hmm. Reboot of Flash Gordon. Soundtrack by Queen. Oh, yeah. That, the, the that movie version. did take itself seriously, and it was good. Uh, I was, I was, uh, I hadn't gone through the puberty yet. I wasn't percolating yet. So I would put it between probably 78 and 82, okay. 78 and 83. Well, we have 112 titles on the list, so you need to pick a number between 1 and 112. Six. Six. 
Six. Ooh. Ooh, you're going to like this one. Okay. So this is, uh, this is a series. This is something we need to uh, discuss on how we're going to handle this because it's a short series. What? Firefly, 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 Firefly. It was a short series. It was only one season. Firefly, 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 Firefly. And it is a show about a 500-year future where a renegade crew aboard a small spacecraft tries to survive as they travel the unknown parts of the galaxy and evade warring oh, factions oh, oh, as well Andromeda, as Andromeda, Andromeda. agents out to get them. No, you had it right. Oh. It's Firefly. Yeah! 500-year-old. 500 years in the future. Oh, I thought you were saying 500-year-old crew. No, no, no. What? 500 years in the future. Because I remembered Andromeda with Sorbo. Like, he was frozen. Oh, my old, God. And he came out. And I don't Andromeda even think that's ascended. on the list. Don't put it there. Not, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. I think we're going to skip that one. Next week, we are I'm going to get to my discuss brown coat. Firefly, season one, episodes one and two, The Train Job and Bushwhacked. Yeah, get your brown coats, people. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time since I've seen Firefly, and I don't think I've seen the entire season all in order. So, Did you want to, um, while we're looking at this for the whole series, did you want to maybe throw in Serenity 2? Um, Make it a twofer? We can do that. We can certainly add Serenity at the end, yeah. So Let's that do would, that. All right. Deal. We'll just knock the whole bloody thing we'll out. We'll do it all. We're going to do it all. We're going And y'all going to take it all. <laughs> You're going to take it. But only Every if you want it. Every single one. Yeah. No means no, but who can say no to Firefly? That's right. I mean, come on. And if you have any suggestions on titles that you might want us to talk about, uh, definitely contact us our contact information is on our website at smoking and drinking in space.com it's going to be uh, such a good palate cleanser it will be it will be i'm looking oh. forward to it and uh if you have any suggestions just like the uh the ones that reached out to us and requested the pod crawl come back uh definitely let us know so we we enjoy the feedback but that's all Very we have so. for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. I'm Jason. I'm Red. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys. Later.